0: Harvey's um, sorry Derek Kings like oh my god I can't disarm this bomb I don't know what I'm doing and then Sabrina writes that uh he his... had FBI bomb squad training yeah because his father wanted him to be
1: in the corn industry Yes, <laughs> so uh, not, obviously... not 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 the <coughs> the porn industry It's so a corn <laughs> I I, yes. I brief, briefly uh, briefly started choking uh, um, during that moment because I, I I misheard yeah, so, it's, uh, No, yeah. it's fine so his father Jonathan Davis was telling him to uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Graham is allergic to porn, and Chris, Chris is you're allergic, allergic to, to the metal. band corn.
1: <laughs> Chris is allergic to new
0: metal, which is understandable. Yeah. Um, yes. uh, but yeah, he went against his father's wishes. He was like, no, 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 no. and then. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three slippy-sloppy seconds review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil, I am perhaps the slippiest one of them all, and I am your host and guide through this wonderful journey through nostalgia lane. Uh, I'm joined by uh, some of my sloppiest
1: friends. First of all is Mr. Graham Riley. Hello, Graham. Hello, I'm slouching in uh, the chair, my legs are over one side. Of the sofa, uh, my hair is shit. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sloppy, pretty slippy, pretty slovenly.
0: Okay, and is this is this a a a, a normal uh, situation to find yourself in, or or are you uh, just just this one week
1: only a slippy sloppy second? Um, well, I think when we started, you know, we'd all turn up in suits and everything, wouldn't we? Oh, 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 I mean, of course, it, it's it's an unwritten rule of podcasting that you must dress uh, accordingly. We really took the thing seriously, but now, I mean. Like, like like when you become like a, a CEO, you know, and you mm. can just you can just rock up in you know jeans and uh, you know a leather jacket or whatever, you know. We, we, we're 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 the masters of this now, you know. We, we we can we can dress how we like. And my other sloppy friend, who it's a
0: good week for him when he remembers to wear his trousers, is Mister Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. Second at best. Second my at best. My entire life, second at best. Never
2: first. Never first. Never want to be the first at anything. Well, they're the worst, famously. Yes, exactly.
1: Second is clearly the best. Third is the one with a hairy chest, though. And well, you, you oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. I so, do uh, have one of those.
2: Yeah. So maybe I am third. Maybe yeah. I am third. Okay, well, in this current situation, I guess Graham
0: was the worst because of his uh, sloppy attitude. Mm. I'm the best because I, I uh, if you don't mind me saying, boys, but I keep this podcast afloat. No, 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 no. You're first because you speak first, therefore you're the
2: worst. Graeme's second, clearly the best. Because he speaks seconds, and I'm third
0: because I speak third and have the hairy chest. You're the worst, Phil. Don't try and wiggle out of it. Okay, well, I'm I'm quite a, a smooth, hairless chap. So maybe if next week I speak
1: third, I uh, will be the the hairiest. You one could be us. the worst in the sense of uh, you make a sort of cringeworthy pun, and we're like, <laughs> Phil, you're the worst. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe the worst in that sense. And I definitely make uh, yeah. terrible, terrible puns. Yeah. There were fourth. First Uh, the worst, second the best. Fourth the one with nothing on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's Simon. (laughs) Fifth the one with undies on. That's what we used to say in school. Well, I hope
2: that everyone in that list was wearing undies, though.
0: Anyway, we, we said there about uh, about terrible puns because it's a nice little segue into this episode because there was a few terrible puns in this one and no, they are not made by either of us. But before we get there, let us introduce episode eighteen. It is called "Sabrina the Teenage Writer." In this uh, episode, Sabrina uh, uses a magical typewriter to create her own story for English, and some of the characters, oh, oh they come alive, boys. Did we enjoy this one? Did, did the characters leap off the uh, the script in this episode? I did enjoy it.
1: It was entertaining, yes. but somewhat contrived. And too similar. Even though we did talk about it last time, you said, oh, it's not quite the same. It was very similar to us Westbridge Turns. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it was. And it wasn't as elaborate, so... Not as good.
0: Yeah, it, it was kind of kind of like a poor man's As Westbridge yeah. turns, which but, is still quite good. Yeah. Oh, but. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Particularly seeing a bald wheelchair bounded uh, Mister Craft. Yeah, with an that, eye is, patch. Yeah, with an eye patch. You can't however. forget the eye patch. No. Uh, so there is yeah some very good characters there. Yeah? The uh, we see the real versions of these characters as well as the fictional versions coming together in a uh, an onslaught of uh, hilarity. Uh, yeah. So we're episode eighteen of yeah roughly sort of twenty five twenty six episodes. Um, still not much more development of the family secret. Do you think this before we go into this episode do you think this hindered it because this is another let's place it anywhere. So you
1: mentioned it now I forgot the family secret was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Being honest, oh. <laughs> that's it all, doesn't it?
2: Oh yeah,
0: there's that. Th- uh, so, Graham, then to, to uh, repeat your point, then that it it doesn't really matter that there was no family because you've completely forgotten the yeah. big supposedly big story arc of this season. It just,
1: it just goes like this episode was very like season two. You actually had all of the regular cast. Present. Yes, for the yeah, first for, time for, in a since probably the start of this season, which happened most of the time in season two, but has rarely ever happened mm-hmm. in season three. And yeah, the whole sort of family secret thing just completely went out of my mind yeah.
2: Spe- speaking of the season, it was it was almost a homage to season 2 with the, f- the wonderful farcical nature of the entire episode. yeah
0: very silly very uh, yeah it didn't really lead anywhere but it was an entertaining episode not a terribly great one but obviously our scores reflect that but a very entertaining one at least the episode opens on Salem wearing teeny tiny spectacles and behind him the toaster pops but it's not just toast coming out of there boys it's a chain letter a <laughs> literal set of chain letters made up of solid iron chains oh. Well, it is just chains, actually. There's no letters attached to them. She makes some letters, some actual chain-bound letters sort of later on in the episode. Yeah, But, uh, yeah, chains popping out of the toaster yeah. because it's... Uh, chain mail. Yeah, we, we spoke about this because in the Clarissa episode, there was a whole thing about replying to well, bad luck and chain letters and things, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is more that you are literally punished by magic... Uh, for not replying to mm. a chain letter, yet chain letters are illegal as well. Yeah. So it's a bit of a damned if you do, damned if you don't uh, situation. Mm. And they decide that they're damned if they don't and decide not to reply.
0: Yes. Yeah, so we so uh, during the course of this episode, they uh, uh, they equip many different sort of uh, wrong things to do with their bodies, but it's, yeah, it, it makes a quite funny subplot.
2: What what might have made the chain mail a little bit better is rather than having just chain links, have an actual like chain mail armor. It's like, oh, look, it's chainmail.
0: That, that could been yeah, could have been funny,
2: yeah. 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 I'm not saying they did well. I'm just saying
0: alternate chainmail. or oh, just a man made of chains coming out of the uh, toaster.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, no. No, no, no. 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 Oh, mm. seems, it seems like Power Rangers are uh, batty. <laughs> <laughs> this is the wrong
0: show for that kind of filth. Uh, Hilda wants to respond to it, but Zelda says it's just silly superstition. And with that, they both sprout bat wings. Uh, we also learn that according to Salem, it's not just black cats that are uh, superstitious creatures, but midgets in dresses.
1: Yeah, apparently.
0: Yeah, I thought we were just going to avoid that, to be honest with you. Oh, well, I, think yeah. it's worth, I think it was worth mentioning because it's a strange and somewhat offensive remark.
1: To say the least, yeah. yeah. When they out these wings? Yes. Quite handy? Oh, oh absolutely. Oh yeah, very useful. Because well, witches like can't them. fly without vacuum cleaners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, if, if you could, you could just, you could just swoop around at your convenience. I think that'd that'd, that'd be all right. Granted, it would make going out in public tough. Oh, so oh, I can't can see why they're not best pleased. But it would have its advantages. Yeah, it, it, it's true. got
0: more advantages than bat breath, anyway. Yes, mm. but here's
2: the thing, chaps. If a human was to fly and sprout wings and fly, the the wingspan. The the, the the size of the bat wings that they had on were not large enough to carry them. Ah. So so it was. It they were more just for show. Yeah. For, for a human to fly, I believe, uh, you need a a single wing needs to be the same uh, height as you plus three feet. So right. Okay. If you're six foot like myself, I'd need uh, a single wing to be nine foot one.
1: Shit. Yeah. Wow. See, our science correspondent. Yep.
2: Yeah. All, all, all this information is brought to you by my uh, very minimal knowledge of the
0: mutants in X Men. <laughs> yes, there we go. And it, it's good information. It's it's become handy in your real life, Chris. All those years wasted uh, watching uh, watching the movies and reading the comics and cartoons. It's it's come in handy for a Sabrina related podcast. Now you see all those years at the academy learning. <laughs> 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 hey, it's the school for gifted children. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so they, uh, and Zelda have got themselves a pair of uh, sort of glamour wings, but uh, yeah, they could be fun to go outside in. Uh, the titles roll, and she's wearing some uh, parachuting gear. Uh, and she says, "If the in-flight movie's bad, I'm jumping." Prepared for it? Yeah. She's prepared. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah. That's all you can ask of a of a Girl Scout. Uh, we're in school, and Sabrina's day's gotten off to a bad start when she receives a C minus for her English paper, a grade not only worse than Valerie's. But worse than Harvey's. Bum, bum, bum! Indeed. Uh, Harvey says, mm, I, th- I, th- I think the minus is personal. Or well, yeah. I like to think a minus mm. is personal. So, yeah, she's got a C minus. Uh, I think Harvey got a C plus, And Valerie we got a B for her uh, for a story. Uh, being accustomed to getting A's all the time, she tries to plead with her teacher, Mr. Franco. But he tells her just to get over it and do better next time. Teacher with the same surname as a fascist dictator. Yeah, see what he did there. <laughs> see what he did there. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, oh, no, so Mr. Franco divulges the psychology behind uh, the gym rope. He says uh, the only reason why uh, PE teachers get kids to climb up the rope is because they'll never climb the rope. Yeah. But then Harvey comes in and just says, Oh, come on, Sabrina, we've got sports. Uh, we get to climb the rope. Oh.
2: But, no, that, 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 that's the thing. That, that shows the type of person Harvey is. He might not be able to climb the rope. But he will forever keep trying to climb the rope. Oh, he's just like it's, Mulan.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's building the resilience that he will need in later life. We jump back home where Hilda and Zelda have massive, grossly inflated tongues, courtesy of their chain letter. Uh they have the, so the the manager of the post office, I guess, the other yeah. man, postmaster, postmaster general. Post so, sorry. Jesus Sorry. Christ. I I, I, I I really hope I haven't offended any Postmasters. I do acknowledge that you do have ranks amongst you, and I apologise for my yes. uh, outrageously offensive
1: uh, blasé sort of approach to your business. It's one of the oldest and most important institutions yes, it is. across the world, Phil. Okay. I'd appreciate it if you treated it with a little more respect. Uh, we, If you allow me...
0: <clears> um, <throat> We jump back home where Hulder and Zelda have massive, grossly inflated tongues courtesy of their chain letter. They have a an advisor, a postmaster general, or the postmaster general, yes. uh, sorry, uh, who advises them to continue ignoring it whilst they find the culprit. And he's got a bit of a funny thing sticking out of his bum. Yeah, you've got a rat tail. A weird sort of horrible, gross well, rat says tail. Like
1: we, we, we always, we always, you know, we always find them. We always stop them, and then it's clear that he has never recovered from uh, being the victim of one himself. Yeah,
0: he says we, we never catch them all. Yes,
1: yeah, so yeah. clearly Ash Ketchum not working for the um,
0: <laughs> postal service. Yes, yeah. boys. Uh, we rejoin Sabrina, or rather, Seabrina.
2: <laughs> oh! oh,
0: burn! Hashtag
1: burn. That was a Mr. Mr. Kraft zinger there. He also calls her Missy, or should I say <laughs> Missy minus? Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Straight up bully in this
2: scene. Straight <laughs> up bully. Yeah. No two ways
1: about it. Yeah. Good to see some classic Kraft though, just reveling mm. in bullying a teenager. Just going, ha, ha, you are inadequate. <laughs>
0: yeah, I like ah. it when we don't get a uh, dickhead Mr. Kraft, but we also get really really traumatised and upset Mr. Craft in this episode yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. So we get to see a couple of other sides of him. Um, so, yeah, so Seabrina is still in school where she's furiously trying to write an A-worthy story, uh, but it's just crap. She reads an excerpt to Mrs. Quick, doesn't she? Whoa, she says it like, god-awful. Like, it Claire... Them... Claire no, looking...
2: Claire, Claire, Claire looked at him. He looked at Claire. They were looking at each other. It's like, but thing hell, yeah. Hey, so,
1: Claire didn't want to fall in love, but his eyes were nice or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. so something, and her thumbs start hurting. Or yeah, something. no,
2: her thumbs went numb. Yeah, Who's thumbs go numb?
1: <laughs> um, I think uh, I think of a I can think of a thumb that went numb very recently, and that was poor old Justin when Valerie dumped him. Oh, oh yeah. man, that is thumbs down, yeah. thumbs down, thumbs, thumbs down. Down. Thumb down, thumbs down. Hashtag
0: pray for thumb. Yeah. Hashtag burn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and a quick thing, uh, Mrs. Quick. It's. Apricots, not
1: apricots. Yeah, but it, it, Americans, but do, it's America, Americans do very often say apricot, as evidenced in the song "You're So Vain" by Carly Simon. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that song. Is yeah. it "You're So Vain"? You probably think this song is about an apricot. No, no, right?
1: your scarf. It, yeah, your scarf was apricot.
0: Okay. Yeah. But it's apricot. You're
2: yeah. so vain. You probably think this song is about you. You're so vain. You're so vain. So vain. So
0: vain. Apricots. Cool. <laughs> uh, back in the dining room and now Hilda and Zelda have bloody great big hands that they continue to slap each other oh, with oh I
1: <laughs> love the giant <laughs> hands I love the big tongues as well w- yeah, w- but, uh, w- were they
2: eating ham? I feel like they were
1: fighting over yeah, like the ham, ham as well yeah, yeah. Yeah. trying to grab slices of
0: ham with these hands and slapping each other
2: ham fisted <laughs> <laughs>
0: hand <laughs> fisted fisted nice I like that yeah but the hands the, the hands are like if you inflated a pink uh, sort of rubber glove and just yeah. put it on your hands and they're fighting everywhere with it or what you can imagine fighting with uh, if you went to watch gladiators in the 90s and you've got the big foam fingers yeah and
1: pumping around to another them back to dust or whatever yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. boom boom But it's very funny because obviously not only are they slapping each other, but uh, uh, Zelda goes to find Sabrina in the living room and she's just walking around so casually with these massive (laughs) inflatable hands. Yeah, the
1: funniest bit, because there's a scene that's built around the hands and then there's the next bit where she's just... Having a conversation with Sabrina just whilst her hands are enormous. It's... I think she's patting her on the head as yeah.
0: well. <laughs> this gross
1: hand. So Zelda finds
0: Sabrina and Salem watching a highly explosive, engrossing spy movie for literary inspiration. However, Zelda suggests she uses her old manual typewriter to help promote inspiration. She says maybe if sat at something uh, that looks iconic in the old days of creating amazing stories, then maybe she'll feel inspiration to just keep typing away uh, she begins writing about the handsome Derek Kink on a mission to overthrow Dr. Bad which sounds pretty good to be honest yeah D kink D kink never D kink no. always kink always kink kink never kink d- yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, meanwhile by the laptop Hilda has created those darn chain letters again to just get rid of the wall fears that they both now have the next day in school Sabrina is eager to receive her A but she just gets another C and although the story was better than the last the characters just didn't feel real despite the fact she tried to base them on real people we've got Dr. Bad who gives out detention slips of death uh, which obviously is, is named after a certain crafty vice principal as well as uh, Derek Kink uh, Harvey King. She says it's pr- pretty much a non-fiction story. She pleads again with Mr. Franco, but he's no longer her concern. As she spies a bald Martin Mole wearing an eye patch riding around in an evil wheelchair, why it's Doctor Bad, and he's just given a roller-skating pupil a detention slip of death, which she <laughs> which Sabrina throws away before it explodes in her face. Uh yeah, we get just a random roller skating pupil.
1: Yes, who is um someone who just plays some music over this police salmon uh, is uh, Michelle Kwan, who uh, was a American figure skater at the time. Uh she was an Olympic silver medalist at this point. She'd won that at the Winter Olympics in uh... In uh, 98, so uh, there you go. Yeah, so she, she's she's a relevant sporting hero, I guess. So yeah, just get her in, just skating around in the halls. Of course, obviously, she's not uh, ice skating in the halls. Uh, no. She's roller skating in the halls, which isn't her discipline. But uh, but
0: she does yeah. bloody well, though, doesn't she? Sabrina follows the mad scientist, and he's met up with his favourite double agent, Lydia Kiss and Kill. Yeah. Ooh, so got is, our, uh, our first sort of uh, funny, uh, poorly named character. Who's living in an evil cheerleader oh,
2: outfit, black yeah.
1: cheerleading outfit. It's got with, like a skull and a, crossbones on, it? Yeah. on the top of it. Yeah. She
2: also has a uh, black bob Yeah, as a hairstyle, and she's clearly carrying a black and grey pom-pom.
0: Yes, not just a pom-pom, Chris, no.
2: No, it's not just a pom-pom, Phil. It's the pom-bom. I, I think they missed a trick. I think they should have called it the pom-pom-bom. The pom pom bomb. Could yeah, be a yeah. bomb. All <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the pom pom bomb bomb. Yeah, The pom pom bomb bomb.
0: They they're going to rally with these uh, these these pom poms bombs. Bombs? Po- yeah, the pom pom bombs. Yeah, no, pom uh, pom bomb bombs. And they're going to blow up in somebody's face,
2: Mister Craft. Oh, sorry, Doctor Bad is like. It's amazing what you can do with a little bit of crepe paper and plastic
0: explosives. Brings a whole new meaning to art attack. That's all <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. going to say. <laughs> yeah, would have been good though if they then rewrote uh, episode four of this season. And just got the pom bomb incident. Now that's, yes. that yes that, 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 that would be an incident. That really <laughs> would be an
1: incident. <laughs> Where not only does Valerie become a cheerleader, but she becomes dead just through uh, the explosion well, during rehearsal. Well, you, you say dead. I mean, uh, what's uh, Valerie's character name? Where uh, we meet her soon afterwards, don't yeah, we? Yeah, so we meet her very shortly. But yeah, she's she's called uh, uh, Vivian, soon to die. Doesn't really make sense though, because I mean, I guess she is the eventual. If if you know, obviously, Derek Kink is a is a James Bond substitute. Yeah. And she's like the you know the, the sassy cool uh, female agent, to Valerie's character. Then that's usually who he ends up with at the end. So they don't die at all. No, yeah. well, well, yeah. in the original story though, they are going to die. Ah. ah, yes.
0: But mm. yeah, we'll, we'll divulge in the story as, as yeah, it pans spoilers, out a little bit later. Spoilers, yeah. Everyone was going to die. Uh, it's not long before Sabrina comes acquainted with not Valerie but Vivian, soon to die, the beautiful agent who works alongside Derek Kink and, funnily enough, the United Nations International Children's Emergency Fund. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you've got to look out for the entire
2: world if you're going to be a secret. If you're going to be a secret agent, make sure you've got some good charity work
0: going alongside. Yeah. That. So, obviously, you got something mysterious, like the man from Uncle, obviously. But, yeah, the man from UNICEF, that's just a man in a charity shop down the road. Yeah. No, so, no, no, no. Uh, Did you not know the man from Uncle
2: also helped with Oxfam? Oh, did okay. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, That's the full title of the film. It's, it's the, the man from Uncle, Uncle who helps op, Oxfam. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The
1: TV series fleshed that out a yeah, lot. More. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've, never, I've never seen it, you see. yeah, yeah. And During Joe, And
0: famously, Joe 90 wasn't just about, uh, you know, little Joe just going on and... Um, solve an international
1: uh, crisis he also donated quite heavily to the British Heart Foundation Yeah, he did yeah we yeah, yeah, he yeah. worked in the shop on the weekends his dad you know dad needs to keep him grounded <laughs> <laughs> and obviously we, we all know uh, Kim Possible also helps out with the British Heart Foundation okay it would have been funnier if you said another
0: charity rather than You'd repeat the one anything. I just said but still Chris you can have another go I wasn't paying attention to what you were saying <laughs> 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 you rude bastard or decap.
1: Or oh, decap? Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, do you remember that? Show? That's the charity you founded for, uh, for people, with no head. people with no heads. People with no heads. Decap. So speaking of uh, speaking of Derek Kink, we meet the hunk. Uh, he's looking. It's Harvey, looking scrumptious in a suave suit and a
1: pineapple smoothie. We always appreciate Harvey in a suit, and I love that he has a signature drink, and that drink is non-alcoholic. Yeah, wonderful. Um, and uh, I would have appreciated. Do you like Harvey
0: just suaveries, or would you like to have seen some? Uh, facial hair because we do know not only can he uh, rock and pull off a suit but he can pull off a good tash he can, Ooh, he can. Uh, I mean
2: no because if you were going to have D kink with a moustache we've already got Dr. Bad
1: with a moustache right, so the moustache
2: okay. is inherently evil oh,
1: well, for yes, the purposes of this
0: episode yeah and
1: D- 007 is always clean shaven mm, whereas yeah. his uh, adversaries very often do have facial hair that's so, very true, you know. that's yeah. very true. Yeah, good yeah.
0: well point words, man. Uh, Vivian takes them both to the lab to meet Mrs. Doohickey. That's Mrs. Quick, a genius scientist working on her latest gadgets, like chalkboard erasers that emit a poisonous cloud when banged together. And Harvey comes out with his first terrible pun. He says, "You've chalked up another success." Yes. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Sabrina leaves them to it and screams when she bumps into the real Harvey and Valerie, but she runs away from the badness. We then return home to find Hilda and Zelda's super-extended legs, and due to the newfound height, Sabrina must shout to ask him why her characters are coming to life. So we just see uh, these really sort of wobbly stilt legs, and they're just, you know, sort of cricking the neck, sort of, uh, at the top of the ceiling. Uh, but yeah, it's very, very fun to see some, uh, some extension there. Uh, it turns out that Hilda didn't get rid of her magic typewriter, like she promised, because uh, she likes to write her own romance novels involving herself and then watch them pan out. Yeah. Is that like s- self-starring porn? <laughs> <coughs> it's like Sorry, <laughs> so, sorry Graham. You, you, don't, you don't normally like to talk about
2: sex, do you? It's just, Graeme, bear with us. We're having a technical difficulty <clears throat> where Graeme's having an allergic reaction to porn. I consider
1: it to be... Filthy! No. no. <laughs> I, I consider the the situation with Hilda writing her own romance novels and watching them pan out similar to... The fan fiction where people just write themselves into a story because they want to shag a particular fictional character. It's like Mm. that, except she gets to watch it come to life. And you know what? If you can do that, why not? (laughs) Why
0: not? yeah if you can write or create I mean that's how Fifty Shades of Grey started wasn't yeah that's it? right yeah because
1: exactly. it was fan fiction for the Twilight Yeah, films, yeah. so Kat Kat wanted to insert herself <laughs> uh, into, into Twilight so she did and made it dirtier and that's how Fifty Shades of Grey was born so uh, there you go yeah, which I don't really understand how did you go from vampire
2: werewolf teen angst to businessman leather room
0: nipples yeah Copy, copywriting <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was quite the leap yeah
0: yeah As Sabrina was in a hurry to go to bed, it turns out that she wrapped up the story's ending rather bluntly. Dr. Bad makes a bomb that'll kill all the students and blow up the school. Mm. Shit. But
2: what sort of spy film ends with the
0: uh, evildoers winning? A poorly written one by a seventeen-year-old. Oh, maybe it?
1: that was well. Maybe that was that was her, her twist, you know. Like they usually usually it ends with uh, them saving the day because that's what Hollywood likes, Also, they like to leave things open for a sequel mm-hmm. and things like that. But it's like no, everyone's gonna die. Everyone's die. The bad guy's gonna win. Yeah, it, it, you know, you, you don't see it too often. There's episodes of Captain Scarlet where the Mistruns do succeed in carrying out their evil plot, and it's it's unusual. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's very true.
0: I mean, I must apologize. Though, it's. I must apologise though, because it seems like I said shit a little too early, as it also turns out that you should never let your magical typewriter characters die, because their real-life counterparts also die. Yeah, that is wow, that is terrifying. <laughs> that's terrifying. Like,
2: that's why? Why would that be
0: one of the rules and regulations for a magical typewriter? Why is that a thing? Well, I guess it's it's I guess it's similar to how they say if you die in your dreams, you're
1: you you go into a coma or something or you die in real life or something like that. You die in your dreams and you die in real life, that's um, Nightmare and Elm Street Yeah, dreams. it is, yeah
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's it, it just kind of a bit like that it's just uh, your fictional characters are derived in some way from the from the personas of the real life people From
2: your own essence Yes,
0: yeah. the souls of these characters Not souls, don't say souls, oh, say essence. Okay. essence Essence
1: sounds like come. <laughs> just saying <laughs> Which
0: can be found in, in porn Really? Right. <laughs> so these characters, so these characters are riddled with essence.
1: Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is that wait. not? Is that not? That's still not the right wait, way of using. To... Wait, 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 wait. There we go. Just got my monocle back in. Um, <laughs> Yes, Phil, they are riddled with essence.
0: (laughs) Have I used it in the correct sense? No! Oh. Oh my. It's
2: disgusting the way you've just used that.
0: Upon hearing that news, Sabrina must rewrite the ending. However, she can't force it. It must be a genuine ending befitting of each character. So Hilda and Zelda, via the bedroom
1: window, help her out. Yes, because they're so tall that they can't go upstairs anymore. So they literally just stand outside and they're, they're at like, head height with the upstairs window. You know, by the time they had crawled out the house, their like, heads would have like across the road. Like, they would be yeah. like blocking the road, these giant people. Try explaining that to the neighbours. <laughs> yeah. try, hey? try,
2: try explaining why they were up so high you know it's like yeah. oh what I I saw you. you you were like by Sabrina's window what was going on oh, yeah. oh,
1: it was trying out <laughs> some new stilts <laughs> yeah stilts Uh
0: you got sort of like just swollen legs and they're dead tall I you don't know <laughs> Yeah, it, this can happen. I, I mean, I don't know how these illnesses affect witches, but that could happen. It seems that help is a bit of a stretch, as neither uh, of Hilda or Zelda are good at writing worthy endings, because if the characters don't believe that ending, they'll reject it and just carry on as they were. So so these are a bit... Um, sentient then i guess these
1: yeah, characters in a way kind of reminded me of the kind of worms in uh, as westbridge turns the fact that you can't just make it all go away you need to wait till the worms uh, find a fitting resolution yeah mm. you just got to uh, let
0: let it pan out to yeah. credit's rolling yeah yeah but, uh, yeah, so they, yeah, the characters have kind of a mind of their own, uh, to some regard, anyway. Yeah, so Zelda suggests that Kink is about to be sawn in half by a buzzsaw, but then Dr. Bad realises the implications it would have on his retirement plan. Right know, so he just, yeah. Yeah, so he just regards it and says, No, nope, what am I doing? Let's carry on. So, obviously, that one doesn't work. Hilda proposes a fight to death that ends in a square dance that's really yes. nice and the jaunty music Salem says he'll write a kick-ass ending but
1: then he panics and the characters just square dance again yeah. what do we call a fight in Glasgow I don't know square go so it's kind of, kind of, kind of similar oh yeah, yeah. okay yeah. Yeah. yeah that's
0: that's, that's good mm. Sabina realises that she's no writer, she's a doer, so she heads to the school to resolve it in person. Meanwhile, Hilda seems to have resolved the bad luck curses as she sent off 20 chain letters that morning, refusing to apply mascara every morning to
1: her six new eyes. I'm glad we didn't see them. Mm, Yes. Yeah,
2: that would be major body horror.
1: Yeah, we know what a face covered in ears looks like. I think the ears is worse. Especially since Hilda would probably be quite blasé about having six eyes, whereas that boy was terrified, and that made it so much worse. I'm sorry, but it doesn't
2: matter who you are, if you wake up with six eyes, that's fucking terrifying. Because then you will be seeing shit
1: that you'd never thought you'd see. Oh, yeah. Where, you know... Where are your eyes? didn't say they were all uh, on her face. exactly. Did she? Did she? Exactly. Exactly. Someone could be inward facing. Imagine that. Oh! Oh. Exactly. They could have been anyway. They don't necessarily have to be on her face.
0: No. from one eyesore to the next, Sabrina spots Dr. Bad back in the school hallway, so she must act quickly to find a way for everyone to meet and disarm the bomb. Mr. Kraft mistakes Lydia Kiss and Kill as Libby, and for his actions, he ends up having a heart attack.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm having a heart attack. And I've got to fill out paperwork for the whole. Yeah. Because Lydia Kiss and Kill zaps like a laser lipstick towards yes. him. I thought it was a laser lollipop.
1: I think it's a lipstick. I, I thought it was a lollipop. I can't remember. I think it, I don't remember it being a lollipop.
0: It could have been a laser camisole for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> it could, could be anything. Uh, but yeah, so she fires off at Mr. Craft and he has a heart attack. And this is the start of Mr. Craft's downfall into just traumatic events uh, Libby however mistakes Vivian soon to die as Valerie and gets beaten up for her troubles yep nice that's nice she says catsuits were uh, so six years ago yeah and my response to that is no
2: catsuits are always in fashion always if always. you can pull them off put it on damn right
1: that's what yeah. we've said to Grain for all these years and he's still yet to do it I what put a catsuit on yeah, yeah. it's just a confidence
0: thing. Speaking of trouble, Dr. Bad runs, or rather wheels into Harvey. (laughs) He says, I wouldn't start any long books if I were you. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to say you're impending doom. (laughs) It's really funny. Uh, uh, So Sabrina cleverly and wonderfully writes about his wheelchair spinning out of control, like an out of of control wheelchair. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Kraft, uh, seemingly recovered from his cardiac arrest, runs into Mrs. Doohickey to tell him about Libby's lethal laser lipstick um, that almost killed him. So she gasses him and he passes out with the poisonous border razors. That's what I was meant to say to you when we first came across these.
2: They're not poisonous. If they were poisonous, you'd die. They're merely a knockout gas. Okay.
0: Yeah you know
2: what I mean it's a type of No, no, it was poor writing on their part. Or Sabrina's <laughs> Sabrina's part. part Sabrina, yeah. It was poor yeah. writing on Sabrina's Sabrina part. Sabrina wrote it's, this episode. Yeah, it's a knock out gas. Okay. Yeah?
0: knockout gas. Knockout gas, okay. So if I'll... it did kill you though, it
1: could say that they rub you out. Yay! Erase your existence. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Valerie, meanwhile, runs into Derek Kink who snogs her in Chris's favourite way.
1: Yes, folks, it's the return of the hashtag dip, dip kiss. kiss. Second dip kiss in the space of two episodes and Valerie is the recipient of both of them. Yeah. Lucky girl.
0: She yes. is, she loves a dip kiss. Maybe she's got, like, just written on her head hashtag dip kiss me. Dip kiss Graham, me quick. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Graham, can we get our dip kiss sound effect, please? <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. That's thank. Cool. That's amazing.
0: Someone who I feel needs a hashtag dip kiss is Mr. Kraft, who's trying his best not to cry before
1: reaching his office. What was he
2: saying? It was like, "Don't, don't start whimpering until I get to my office." Don't
0: start whimpering until I get to your office. He's moving along
1: the walls with his back to the wall. Yeah, and he says, "Don't start whimpering until I get to my office." And he passes the door to the library, and I thought we were going to get a scene where he opens the door to the library without looking at it, thinking it's his office. And doors (laughs) it Turns out he's in a library full of people. (laughs) I was hoping that was going to happen, but that would mean they'd need to make an extra set for the library, which obviously they're not going to do. So, uh, no, it,
0: it, it would have been the uh, the the canteen because yes. it's not been seen in this episode, uh,
1: but no, yeah, he just cries against a door. Yeah. <laughs> Poor fuck. Oh, and then he um, realizes he manages to link it all back to Sabrina, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, Sabrina and the magic typewriter bump into Mrs.
0: Doohickey, and with her reluctance to help, Sabrina just writes that she helps and leads her to Derek Kink, as you would. Mr. Kraft, on the other hand, could do with a Derek shrink, as he squeals in Libby's presence, fearing for his life. Libby explains that Valerie is to blame because she beat her up. However, after meeting Mrs. Quick, who spotted Sabrina and her doppelganger, Mr. Kraft realises that every time something goes strange, Sabrina is to blame. Or Janitor Bob. However, unlike Janitor Bob, Sabrina is still in the country. Janitor what Bob did eh?
1: Janitor Bob do. I don't know. It Let's ca- ruminate on that. Curly, uh Curly wasn't as trustworthy as old Pops. Mm. No. But, pop's the uh, janitor, yeah, he yeah. But then um Curly uh Stone um Curly did obviously after he left, this must have been when Bob came in, but yeah, yeah. what was what was Bob's story?
0: Bobby didn't sound like he's a clean janitor anyway. No. no. So, <laughs> no. Sabrina meets up with the rest of the fictional gang, and after a couple of puns that would even make us three blush, they head to the cafeteria to disarm the bomb, closely followed by a real-life gang ready to catch everyone in the act. They're like, oh, there's Sabrina with someone who looks like Harvey, Valerie, and me this quick says yes. and they will run off to find him uh, during the mad panic and remaining few seconds Sabrina finally breaks through her writer's block and writes a fitting ending to her story saving everyone's life and what does she get for her troubles boys three weeks of detention yeah so obviously I've wrapped up the ending very quickly but yeah it's just the typical uh, oh my god we've got 10 seconds that will last 20 seconds and
1: no we, we've got 10 seconds that last a good minute <laughs> yeah. it was a good minute what isn't uh, typical, though, is that Mr. Graff talks Harvey into dislocating his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah.
0: yeah, they're trying to get through the canteen and uh, Dr. Bad and Lady Kiss and Killer are on the other side. And he says, come on, uh, yeah, come on, Kinkle. A separated shoulder won't stop you. Or Harvey's, uh, sorry, Derek Kink's like, oh my God, I can't disarm this bomb. I don't know what I'm doing. And then Sabrina writes that uh, he his... had FBI bomb squad training. Yeah, because his father wanted him to be in the corn industry. Not
1: the porn industry. It's a corn industry. I, I, I brief, briefly, uh, briefly started choking uh, um, during that moment because I, I, I misheard. So, yeah, uh, it's, uh, no, yeah. it's fine. So his father, Jonathan Davis, was telling him to... Uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Graham is allergic to porn... And Chris, Chris is you're allergic, allergic to, to the, the band corn. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is allergic to new metal, which is understandable. Yeah, um, yes. uh, but yeah, he went against his father's wishes. He was like, mm, no, uh,
1: no, uh, no, dad!" Yeah. And then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh, yeah he disarms the bomb with a few seconds left and uh, Sabrina just writes the end and yeah the happy ending she gets is uh, not one of those Chris is uh, three weeks of detention Uh, the credits roll and Sabrina tells Hilda and Zelda that she rewrote her story during detention and she got a B minus so a slight improvement though Hilda still agrees that the minus is kind of personal suddenly the toaster goes and it's the other realm postmaster So postmaster General. Yes. Sorry, stop myself then. Uh, who says they caught the chain letter fiend. It was, surprise surprise, Salem. Because he just wanted to reach out to some people. Oh. Uh, and because they send le- their letters back, they must too be punished. Wow, wow, wow! So they've got their bat wings again. And uh, Chris, you ruined this ending. Yes, uh, I did. Before the opening titles, didn't you? Because it was the Bit at the beginning when they had the bat wings,
2: so I originally just went, "Fly, my prettiest, fly!" And then obviously right at the end when they get the bat wings back, Sabrina goes, "Fly, fly!" So not quite the same. But you no. just say, "I loved you in the Wizard of Oz," so see yes. so so the reference she's going. For. That was definitely the reference, but
0: I don't think legally copyright way they were allowed to say,
2: "Fly, my prettiest,
0: fly!" Yeah, possibly. Yeah, they may have just said something different. Yeah, like, "Fly, fly, my." Aren't.
1: Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Would work. That, yeah. Yeah.
0: That, yeah. 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 Once again, another repeat of a film that's
1: ancient. It's yeah. a classic, mate. I've never seen it. You've never seen The Wizard of Oz? No. It's weird though, like The Wizard of Oz, because yeah, it's like the only film from the nineteen thirties that you can be like, "Oh my god, you've not seen it!" Uh, <laughs> to well, someone no, born of, Snow <laughs> White as well, to somebody born in the nineties. Yeah, maybe maybe Snow White, some of the early Disney animations, yeah. but yeah, there, there really aren't many. But um, yeah. we're off to see the wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. We hear he is a bit of wizard. If ever a wizard was, if ever ever a wizard was, the Wizard of Oz
2: is one because 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 because, because of the wonderful things he does.
0: <laughs> Okay, so we won't be returning for our next episode because we've been sued for copyright <laughs> infringement, boys. Sorry. Well done.
1: Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, our well- podcasting career is not only really Sorry. dead, but clearly most sincerely dead. <laughs> there we go. More suits. Oh, <laughs> more suits. <laughs> well,
0: there we go, boys. That is episode eighteen. Sabrina, the teenage writer. Uh, was it a uh, was it a right or wrong? Episode now doesn't work. What, does that it? really it was, it doesn't or, work. Was it a
1: right good time? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we
0: go. Yeah, I couldn't really come together with a novel uh, sort of gag in there. But uh, boys, yeah, was it a good episode? This one um, it was better than you trying to wrap it up. I'll Yeah, tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and no,
2: because it was so similar to Westbridge turns and inferior. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's now. We're, I feel like we're now starting
0: to repeat some storylines. And that worries me. Yeah, well, well, we started repeating storylines quite early on in this show's run. Um, Or the Christmas ones, it was just uh, an unoriginal idea with a bit of a Sabrina twist to it. But yeah, this one we are just repeating, probably still my favourite episode of Sabrina so far. Repeating it in a, still a fun and entertaining way, but
1: so inferior to one of the most genius episodes so far. Here's the thing, spy parodies can't move for them. Yeah. Especially not in the late 90s, which, of course, is the age of Austin Powers. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's so done to death and already was done to death when this episode was made. Whereas I've not seen too many, at least not as full-blooded and as loving and as attentive parodies of um, American daytime soap opera yeah. as uh, as they did with As Westbridge Turns. So yeah, just vastly inferior and just a much more generic concept. Mm. I think if I think if it was more of a mm. Oh, I mean, even if say Sabrina
0: just wrote a spy story and the whole episode was this daft story and we briefly just keep coming back to Sabrina going, Oh no, I don't like that, it's changed that or yeah. whatever. Like that I would have liked to have seen a whole episode around a we're taken out of Westbridge and we're in a brand new sort of everything about this is Similar like As Westbridge Turns, but everything about it is a spy movie opposed to just spy characters coming to life. Yeah,
2: like um <clears throat> the moment when we went
0: a bit noir. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It
0: was like if the entire episode was like that, that would have been cracking. Yeah, I mean but... of course we'd still be looking at it if it was like that, saying, Oh, it should be like As Westbridge Turns, but because that was such a good concept. Yeah. I think having the, having the same concept but just having a different theme I think would have worked better than what we got here But
1: uh, They yeah. ruined it by doing it too well and too thoroughly first time yeah. around yeah. anything similar in the future we're going to rate against that and when it's kind of half-hearted like this was, we're particularly going to take a dim view of it
0: Yeah, I think it was creative enough but rather than just uh, saying words to describe our, our feelings we might as well use some numbers At the end of each episode we like to rate and review uh, everything within it on a certain amount of criteria they are magical. Magic, wit, creativity, and come on guys, say it with me, progression. progression. Uh, so boys, first of all, magic, just how magical was this episode? When we take into
2: account the wonderful little chainmail bits, uh, the fact that everything, uh, the the wonderful body horror that was happening, mm-hmm. we also look at the magical typewriter, but other than those two things in the chain letter, it's like, do I put the chain letter in creativity more than in, in magic? But I would have to say, because the entire episode revolves around magic and a magical story, I'm going to
0: go with the three.
1: Yeah, three. Yeah, three.
0: I'd probably say three. It was, it was one big use of magic that sort yeah. of had an, an occurrence through the entire thing. But yeah, I'd say three is a fair number. Uh, what about wit?
1: Yeah, some of the very funny lines in this episode. Um, puns off the chain. Yeah, mm. puns off the chain. Uh, male and otherwise. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I I, I I laughed a fair bit at this episode. I thought I thought um, even though obviously the spy thing has, has been done to death, um, just the way particularly how, how uh, the regular characters responded to it. Mister Craft in particular had me laughing a lot. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think all the characters were were funny. Or the yeah. yeah the soon you know soon to die, kiss and kill, and Doctor Bad. I thought they were all very good. Uh, I like the way other people interacted with them. I think so. In terms of a, a funny episode, I think it was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, four? I'm happy with a four, no, I did, I'll take a four. Uh, what about creativity, though? Parody done to death. Yeah, mm. as we've said. And in theory to another parody not done to death.
2: Yeah. Right, so main story, main plot, terrible. What Hilda and Zelda were going through, the wonderful little curses, the massive hands, the massive tongues, the bat wings... The tall, the green faces, etc., etc. You
0: say etc., etc., I think that was all of them.
1: Yeah, that was all of them.
2: (laughs) But I'd like to think that they did more. Yeah. More happened to them. Uh, That was quite creative, so I would. Let's even it out and go
0: with a two. A two? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'd say a two. And finally, progression. (laughs) (laughs) We laugh at the face of progression. None. 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 We can't. There's, we can't even say one for the horn.
1: No. No. There was. There's no, no
0: progress. This is. Could you say this is since doing this new scoring? This is the first episode
1: where no one and nothing has progressed because they basically just did a season two episode. Sabrina yeah. didn't
0: learn anything. She just took. A, she just used magical typewriter to try to correct it. By, so by, by mistake. Yeah. So so she didn't do anything wrong. So therefore couldn't learn from it.
2: Um, uh, Salem got punished for doing something. Yeah, and Hilda you... and Zelda were essentially back to exactly where they were mm. right at the start of the episode. Literally. Literally, with the bat wings,
0: boys. I think this is our
1: first think, zero <laughs> yeah I think per- perfect goose egg <laughs> yeah zero a zero no. for progression wow no. especially
0: considering Graham forgot about the family <laughs> secret yeah. so Graham's progressed into yeah. This. Yeah. yeah wow so yes I think zero for for progression because particularly in, in a, I mean you might think progression that's a bit of a strange thing to, uh, to review an episode on but if this whole season has got this big story arc and we're in the third season where character's supposed to be developing, it's what we need in this right, in, for yeah. a third season. So yeah. So uh, Chris, the human hairy chested calculator, what do we get for this episode number eighteen? Nine. Ooh. Oh. Wow. I think that's our Is that our lowest? It I think our
2: that's
1: our lowest. A... I think that's some elevens, but yeah, I think Yeah, it's... yeah,
2: yeah. I think this is our first single figure. Yeah. yeah. And bear in mind we gave it a four for wit. I yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so. <laughs> Almost half the score was off one thing. Uh, yeah. Basically, half the score was because of the wonderful use of puns. Yeah. yeah.
0: The, I, so, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a very low score, but, you know, it was an enjoyable episode. It's just. You can't get by on puns alone. A, a season two shit, this episode, yeah. it doesn't belong in season three. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a better time with our next episode. Would you like to know what it's called, boys? Yes. It's called.
1: The Big Sleep. Well, okay, goes to something that we were talking about. The Big Sleep is a film noir Mm -hmm. uh, with Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Uh, Bacall. So maybe we're going back there. Maybe we are going to get a film noir parody. Probably not, just after a a secret agent parody. Or or definitely after a secret agent parody. Yeah, it's probably just a name.
2: Uh, A spell is cast. Everyone in the world sleeps. Sabrina has
0: to break the spell. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's kind of idea that you'd get from uh, from a name such as this, but, uh, you know, you're not, you're not quite there. As episode 19, The Big Sleep, is all about Sabrina accidentally wakes up a relative from their hibernation. And as revenge, she sends Hilda and Zelda into an endless sleep. But the half-mortal Sabrina is in a constant state of drowsiness instead. Because mm. obviously she's half-resilient to it. Now this is disturbing news, boys. This episode, also playing a very minor part, guest stars Sean Lafton. Now, can you remember what character he played last? And remember, it's no laughing matter. Is it Ken? It is Ken. He He doesn't play Ken, though. Oh, God. But Ken's face will be visible. Uh, I think he plays like a police officer or something. Right,
1: well, we need... Yeah, thank you for... Yeah, I think you did mention that the actor who played Ken does return in other minor roles yeah. in, in future so thanks for letting us know, giving us a heads up as to when that will be yeah. so we can steal ourselves story. but luckily Ken himself but Ken's face, Ken's
0: face Ken's essence will definitely be within this episode <laughs> <definitely>. <laughs> uh, and, going, and and speaking of essence, uh, on our next episode, this uh, number 19 uh, we're not entirely sure how it's going to sound because uh, it might not be us
1: three, isn't that right Graham? Yes, um, because I've I've reached a a quarter life crisis um, because I know for a fact I'm living till the age of hundred twenty. Um, and I've decided that while well, I'm still young and before this planet disappears under a load of water and um, we all burn in the sea water um, and racism yeah and, well, and that's just because of Brexit and that's yeah. because of, uh, just because of Brexit uh, then uh, I'm going to go round and see as much of Britain and Europe at least as I, as I can so yeah I'm going off on a, on a, on a big long jolly um, we're going to have discussions as to how um, this will affect the podcast possibly I could Skype in
0: uh, yeah I mean obviously we're, we're proactive enough that we've recorded this episode in plenty of time so by the time we we need to record our next episode number 19 you you may very well be back but by no means as much as we'll miss you don't rush back and go and enjoy yourself just driving around but so our next episode may or may not feature Graham and if it doesn't we might have a guest star. Who Who knows who... Not a guest star of the show, obviously. A guest star. A guest star from our lives. I know, yeah. We might have a guest star. By guest star, we mean another person we kind of know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, who knows what episode 19 is, uh, is uh, going to be like, but if the title's anything to go by, hopefully it's not a bloody great big snooze fest Uh, boys thank you very much for joining me on this episode first of all I'd like to thank myself naturally because I first the worst Uh, so uh, my name is Phil Dean all the way through I do hope you enjoyed this uh, latest ramblings Uh, thank you very much to Graham Riley you wanted the best and you got the best and that was me Uh, and uh, the sloppiest as as we learned and uh, the man with the hairiest chest of anyone alive it's Mr Chris Evans. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, thank you very much, Phil. Thank you very much, Graham. And if anyone does need a hairy chest uh, for
2: an evening, I am for hire.
0: Oh, he definitely is. Yeah,
2: fair rates, fair
0: rates. Absolutely. Um, and
2: if you use the promotion <laughs> code Kink,
1: <laughs> yeah. What will you do with... Them? Fair <laughs> rates, Chris, or fur rates? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> uh,
0: so, boys, people can get in touch with us
1: a uh, by a certain amount of means. And what are those... Yeah, they bloody well can you know? Uh, they can uh, email us, you know, uh, Sabrina the Teenage at gmail.com. They can indeed.
0: You can find us on Facebook. Uh, it's uh, Sabrina the Teenage Watch, mm-hmm. and on Twitter we are at. Sabrina Watch. And the two biggest ways that you can help this show, for the foreseeable future at least, uh, is by going on iTunes and giving us a wonderful five-star review, because the more reviews we get the uh, the bigger the chance of this show getting into more people's ears, faces, lives and any other orifice. Uh, and also, if you would like to go to a uh, website, uh, which is coffee, fi that's ko-fi.com forward slash Sabrina the Teenager Watch, you can leave a little donation if you would like, that will go towards just our, uh, sort of our equipment, uh, the bacon butties, the coffee, and the petrol that these guys do, ferrying halfway across town to come and do this show in my house. Oh well, boys. It just leaves one last thing to say. Well, two two last things to say. First of all, enjoy yourself, Graham. Be Thank safe. You. Abide the laws of the road. I will. And don't watch *Shrieker* the teenage witch whilst driving. I try not to. You've seen the posters around. And um, we 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 did uh, uh, cast Pod and drive once, and it. It wasn't ideal. No. It wasn't ideal, so please don't do that. So that's the first thing to say. And the second one is may every little thing you do be magic.
1: magic.